This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. We sing together Rock of Ages. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing together. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. 
But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before you go before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus has conquered death in the grave for you and me. What joy is ours. I invite you to hear these words from the gospel I read just a second ago, these words of Jesus. Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. These are the words for our text today. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, Moses goes up on Mount Sinai and there God gives Moses a message for him to tell the people of Israel. I want to share that message with you today. This is what God says to Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Truly, the people of Israel had seen the salvation and the deliverance of God, hadn't they? Ten plagues, walking through the Red Sea on dry ground, Pharaoh's army drowned and destroyed, manna in the morning, quail at night, water from a rock and more. The people of Israel had seen the salvation of God. They saw it all, eyewitnesses, firsthand accounts. 
And God made the people of Israel his people by grace and not by any works at all. He chose them out of all the nations of the earth to be his possession. And not because they were better or stronger or greater than any other nation, but simply because it pleased him. It was according to God's will and his plan. And by grace, by grace alone, by his mercy alone, he saves them from their slavery in Egypt. And he does it without any help from them, without any effort on their part. All the people of Israel do is watch. And God does all the heavy lifting. He does all the work. He does all the saving, all the delivering. It's all God's work, none of Israel's. They just sit back and watch as God saves them kind of like us, watching Jesus doing all the work on Calvary's cross to save us by grace too. So the people of Israel are God's holy people. And he has chosen them so they can be a light to the nations. So that through them the nations might see God's mercy and grace and love. And they are set apart from the nations so that from them the Savior of the world can be born. Your Savior and mine, Jesus. And God says in that message, I have carried you here on eagle's wings to Mount Sinai. And there at Mount Sinai, we know that God gives to them his ten words. These words. No other gods. Do not misuse my name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and you may live long in the land. You shall not murder, commit adultery, steal, lie, or covet. These are God's words to his people Israel. And the words that God gives them are good words, holy words. And they reveal to the people of Israel God's will for them as to how they are to live as his people. And these words that God gives to them are not just simple words. These words are living and active and powerful in the lives of the people of Israel. In fact, these words are so powerful that they will enable the people of Israel to be obedient to God's word and that these words can keep the people of Israel from sin so they can please God in their lives. We know these words as the Ten Commandments, right? That's what we call them. They're also called the law in Holy Scripture. So this morning, it is about this law that Jesus is talking about, the Ten Commandments. And listen to what Jesus says. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Jesus does not abolish the Ten Commandments. And his ten words that were for the people of Israel are his ten words that are for you and me today. 
Because like the people of Israel, we too are God's chosen people, aren't we, in the waters of baptism? We too, like Israel, are saved by God's grace and mercy, not of our own selves. We are redeemed by Jesus, by his work for us, delivered from our bondage to sin and death and hell, like Israel delivered from the bondage of Egypt. Like Israel, our sin is forgiven. We are baptized in the waters of holy baptism and made holy, just as Israel came through the waters of the Red Sea. And Jesus carries us too on eagles' wings. And using that figure of speech, we say he, he brings us to Mount Sinai too. And Jesus' ten words are for you and me today. No other gods. Don't misuse my name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder, commit adultery, steal, lie, or covet. Those words are for you and me. Jesus says, I have not come to abolish the law. Every single one of the commandments is for you and me. They have authority in our life because God owns us by creation. He owns us by the waters of baptism. He owns us by the blood of his son. Every commandment has authority in your life and mine because we belong to Christ. And we can't dismiss his commandments. We can't ignore what they say. In fact, Jesus says in our gospel reading that those who try to lessen the commandments will be least in the kingdom of heaven, he says. Those who teach his commandments in their fullness will be great in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is saying, guys, these are for you. You can't dismiss them. You can't ignore them. They weren't just for the people of Israel. They are for you, my people, today. You are God's child. The commandments are for his children. So they are for you and me. And the neat thing is, the Holy Spirit is at work through you and me. And he enables us to be obedient to the commandments. Obedience to the commandments is a work worked by the Holy Spirit in you and me. So, the commandments guide your thoughts, guide your decisions, guide your actions. They guide your entire life as a child of God. And the commandments are living and active and powerful in you and me, just as they were in the people of Israel. They show to you and me God's will for our life. And In the commandments, you will find meaning and purpose for your life. Ever talk to someone who's struggling with, you know, what is God's will for my life? Where is meaning or purpose for my life found? Well, it's really simple. It's found in the commandments. It's found in God's ten words to his people. That's where meaning and purpose in life is found. That's where you know God's will for your life. What is his will? That you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind that you love your neighbor as yourself. There is a meaningful, purpose-filled life. It is found in God's ten words, good words, holy words for you and me. The commandments are good, and they're wonderful for us as God's people. They serve a purpose for us. And Jesus did not come 
to abolish them. They have authority for you and me today. But there is one thing the commandments can't do. The commandments can't save you and me. And that's not the fault of the commandments. That's our fault. That's our problem. That's the original sin that we're born with. It renders us helpless in keeping the commandments in order to be saved. We can keep and do the commandments in obedience, living as God's child. But the commandments can't make you a child of God. Keeping the commandments can't save you and give you salvation. You can't earn or merit your salvation by keeping the commandments. And this is because, as Scripture tells us, we are born with original sin. Our heart, the thoughts of our hearts, the Bible says, are wicked and evil all of the time. It's it's impossible for us to keep the commandments perfectly, and since we can't keep them perfectly, we can't be saved by the commandments. And yet, there are people who are out there trying to do that, aren't they? You meet them all the time. I used to meet them. I'd talk to people and talk to them and say, you know, do you believe you'll go to heaven? And they'd say, well, I, I hope so. And Why? Well, I've tried to be good. I've tried to love my neighbor. I've tried to love God. I've tried to do these things as if the commandments could win you eternal life. They could if you could keep them, but you can't, so they can't. If you think you can redeem yourself or get right with God by keeping the commandments, you're mistaken. You can't. So Jesus has something to say to you about that, just to drive that point home. He says in our gospel lesson, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's Jesus' way of saying Guys, you can't fulfill the commandments. You'd have to have a righteousness better than that of the scribes and the Pharisees. And even their righteousness can't save them. Yours would have to be better than that. And it can't be better than that because we're sinful and unclean. The scribes and the Pharisees were very righteous. They were very good people. I mean, they're the people you want as your neighbor because they're going to shovel all the snow off your driveway in the winter. They're going to cut your grass. They're going to pull your weeds. You want them as your, as your neighbors, right? Because they're trying to get to heaven by being good. But you can't earn your salvation. No one can. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is righteous. And so we need to hear these words of Jesus. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them. Here's the key. But to fulfill them. Jesus doesn't abolish the commandments. He fulfills them. He keeps them in your place and in mine. This is called the active righteousness of Jesus. One pastor said it this way. God never gives to you a command that he himself has not already kept in your place. Jesus came to obey the commandments for you in your place. His obedience now gets credited to you, and it is your obedience. It's as if 
you have kept all of the commandments perfectly as Jesus did. Because remember Jesus, tempted in every way as you and me are, and yet was without sin. And his holiness, his righteousness, his obedience is credited to you and me. When it comes to salvation, the commandments can't save us, only Jesus can. The commandments show us our sin, but Jesus alone saves us from our sin. And he kept all of the commandments in your place. So here's the important part for you. Your salvation depends upon how well Jesus kept the commandments. And how well did he keep them? Perfectly. Yeah. And now you are declared holy, righteous, obedient in God's sight because of Jesus' righteousness. Jesus is your righteousness. Jesus is your salvation. Jesus did not come to abolish the commandments, but to fulfill them for you. And he did. His act of righteousness. You can look it up in the catechism. But what about all of the times that you break his commandments, right? Because we do all the time, daily. Luther says we sin much and are in need of forgiveness. What about the original sin that still dwells within us? Well, Jesus has that covered for you and me too. Jesus offered his life in your place upon the cross. He paid the wages of sin for you at Calvary. He gave his life for you. And your original sin is covered by him, forgiven. And every one of the commandments that you have broken is covered by the blood of Jesus, forgiven. Today you can be of good cheer. The Lord has put away all of your sin. That's his passive righteousness. Jesus passively allowed himself to be crucified on Good Friday in your place and mine so that all of your sin is paid for, covered by his blood. So actively, he keeps all the commandments for you. Passively, he dies for all of the sins that you are born with, this original sin and the sins that you commit. And in this way, Jesus accomplishes your salvation. So when Jesus lived, died, and rose again, he accomplished all things for you. He made you righteous, and he cleansed you from all of your sins. Jesus, your blood and righteousness, my beauty are my glorious dress. Midst flaming worlds in these arrayed, with joy shall I Lift up my head. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You are saved by Christ. You are made righteous by Christ. Be of good cheer. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding Keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, unto life everlasting. Amen. Please join me in speaking together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth.
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage that on the day of his coming, we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. We sing together the stanza of Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God With Us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.